Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. God be praised, amen. All he wants is our very best, amen. My name is Brian Brown. I'm so glad just to be here with you in this time. I don't know how long you've been waiting for this day to come. I don't know how many times you've gone to the store and figured out your shopping gift and strung your lights and put your trees up. But it's time right now, amen. Amen. We've been waiting, and it's here now, the birth of a Savior, the Messiah, the Lord. We come to celebrate, amen. Amen, amen. Listen, when I say right here, you say right now. Right here? Listen, it's time. Right here, right now. I love the song. And the part that really gets me about the little drummer boy, I could just imagine this young man coming to Mary and baby Jesus and say, listen, I'm a poor boy too. I don't have anything fit to give a king. But shall I play for you? And then Mary nodded. Yeah, go ahead and play your drum. He said, listen, I played for him. I gave my best to him. And then after a while, the text says that, then he smiled at me. And all I'm saying, listen, sometimes all we have to do is bring our very best into the Lord. Bring our best to Jesus. That's all he wants, amen, is our very best. And so tonight, this evening, I want to recognize Jill DeGarmo. And Jill, we just want to say welcome. You're a big part of this team. And all we want Just give your best to him. Amen? Amen. 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 It's time. Amen. It's time. It's time for us to really recognize the Savior because he's here. So first thing I want you to know, it's time to shine. You may be saying, well, what do you mean shine? First of all, know that each and every one of us, that there is a fire that burns inside of you. If you say yes to Jesus, if you said yes and have accepted the gift that God has come to give, there's a fire, there's a light that is inside of you, and that light must shine. In the scripture that says that, don't you know, Hope Elam, don't you know, people of God, that a city set upon a hill cannot be hid? Don't you know any candle that is lit is not to be put under a bushel, but to put on a candlestick to provide light to everybody in the room? Don't you know that we ought to let our light so shine that that people would see our good works? They would see what we do, but glorify our Father in heaven? It's time to shine. Amen? Amen. If you're ready to shine, amen, put your hands together for an almighty God. It's time to shine. And as the people of God, listen, here's why you should shine. Because there are some people throughout your lives, throughout our community, on your job, in your neighborhood, that like you and like me, we got certain dilemmas. We got some issues. We got some things that we struggle with. There's darkness. There's hard times. There's some hurt throughout our land. In the church, the people of God, it's up to us to be a lighthouse where other people can see how it is that we can have a relationship with Jesus and find their way. You are a lighthouse. It's time to shine. 
particularly at this time, particularly at Christmas, when we celebrate an almighty God, when we celebrate a Jesus, a newborn king, it's time for us to shine. Amen? During the time that Jesus came, the time that he was born, it was dark. The people of God, they had been enslaved. They had been really oppressed for a long time. The people of God, it was a dark time. The Roman Empire had stretched its power throughout the land. And the people of God, they were oppressed. They were down. It was a dark time. They was waiting for the Messiah. They was waiting for that light to show up. And finally, when that light showed up, it was time for that light to shine brightly in their lives. This is an opportunity not just to come and celebrate because it's Christmas. This is a time that lives can be changed. This is a time, if you're here today, maybe you have a dilemma. Maybe you have a situation that you're in. Maybe there's some dark time in your way. Maybe it's death or despair. Maybe the thing that you're dealing with is something you can't tell anybody about. And you're here, and you're looking for some hope. You're looking for somebody to shine the light upon you. You need to know that the prophets of old, they talked about there would come a time. There would come a day that there would be a, a Messiah, a Savior that would enter into this world. It's time right here. We come to celebrate a Messiah who's here, amen. So listen, Isaiah, the prophet, he talked about it. He said, yes, I know there's darkness. Yes, I know there's hard times. I know that if you feel like you've been abandoned. It's been 700 years before they kept waiting for the Messiah to show up. Generation after generation. How long have you been waiting for your prayers to be answered? Well, it's time, Amen. You need to have hope and understand that the prophet talked about it. He said, look, the people that walked in darkness, they shall see a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them have the light shined. Then it talked about when Jesus came, it talked about in John 1, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Then it talked about in him was life. And in him was the, the light of men. We need to know and understand that you and me and all of us, that there's a fire that burns. And we need to let that light shine. Not just on Christmas Day, not just on New Christmas Eve, but all the days of our lives. People are depending on the light of the church. Please don't understand that we're in this together. Jesus said, look, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, if you follow this gift, if you accept this gift and receive the gift, if you follow me, you shall never have to walk in darkness. He says, because you will have the light that leads to life. Who is it this morning, this afternoon, that's walking in a space, in a place that feel like it's been dark for a long time? You feel like you need just a glimmer of life, just a glimmer of hope, somebody, something to let me know that following Jesus is real. And I'm saying to somebody right now, if you follow Jesus, you never have to walk in darkness. And if you follow him today, it's time to step out of that place. It's time right here and right now. It's time to shine. Amen. Not only is it time to shine, it's time to shout. Listen, can I just say this to somebody? Sometimes we get caught up, we get all tangled up in the world and all the stuff that we're dealing with. And the only way sometimes we can break out is if we shout it out. And I just want to give somebody an opportunity right here, right now, to shout because the king is born. So if you've been waiting, you've been anticipating, and now's the time. I just wonder if anybody here is willing to give him a shout and say, yeah. yeah. Come on, say Glory.
I wonder if you don't mind shouting some stuff out. Listen, it's time to shout because we serve a king that has all power in his hands. As we celebrate Jesus, we got to know, know that sometimes people doubt that there's power in serving an almighty God. They doubt because sometimes they get confused. When you're, when you're disappointed, people of God was waiting for a long time, year after year, and there was disappointment in their lives. And so because of those years they've been waiting, you've been waiting for your prayers to be answered. And because it's taken a long time, you can begin to doubt because of disappointment. Sometimes you come to church, you want to really be a part of the church, but sometimes you don't know where to fit in, and somebody say a thing or do a thing, and all of a sudden you disrespect it. And so you begin to doubt. It's hard to shout when you feel like you've been dissed. It's hard to shout when you feel like you've been dis disrespected. One of the things you need to know and understand that God says to all of us that we ought to do this. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye land, serve the Lord with gladness. He says to us, come before his presence with singing. Enter into his course with, with praise. He says, look, we should magnify the name of the Lord. And so tonight, this evening, not only should we shine, but we should shout. There's plenty to shout about because baby Jesus is here. It's time. Amen? Amen. It's time. And understand, Isaiah also talked about, here's why we should shout. The prophet talked about it long ago, but now we get to experience it. He says, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. He says that he shall be a mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And if you need to know right now, if you think you don't have anything to shout about, you ought to shout about the fact that the prophecy came true. He's here now. The people of God had to wait. They had to consider the years of waiting. We know that the Messiah is here. We get to experience him. Why should we give all the gifts, give everybody the gifts, and never receive any gifts? The real gift that God has come to give, and that is Jesus. Listen, Jesus can change your life. He changed my life. He can do it right here. And if you just open up your hearts and minds today and receive Jesus, that's all he wants. Amen? It's time to shine. It's time to shout. It's also time to share. Time, listen, we're going to do enough giving. It's good to give. It's good to share our time, talents, and treasures. It's good to give unto others. But please, it's time to really share the good news. We ought to share the importance of having a relationship with Jesus, even in our homes with our children. Yes, give the gifts, but also preach and teach and Give an example of what it means to have Jesus in terms of a relationship. It's time to share the good news. It was in Acts in chapter 3. Um, there was a man who was lame. He was impotent from his mother's birth, from his mother's womb when he was born. And he would have some friends carry him uh, to the gate of the temple called Beautiful. And they would set him right outside the temple every time so that he could have a cup, and he would rattle his, cup, rattle his cup and have people put coins in the cup. People was really good at sharing their money, really good at giving. Then one day, the Bible says that Peter and John came by, and the man looked at them, and he rattled his cup. And Peter and John looked at the man, and he said, look on us. And the man looked upon them, expecting to receive a coin in his cup. And Peter and John said to him, silver and gold. Have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. 
in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And all I'm saying to all of us, the best gift that we can give anybody is the gift of Jesus Christ. Amen? Jesus is the greatest gift in the world. He's brought joy to the world. And when we accept that gift, it's a gift that keeps on giving. It's a gift that when we take on Jesus and we accept him as Lord and Savior of our lives, we take on the gift of his presence. Listen, he is, going to, he is Emmanuel. Once we accept this gift, he is God with us. That means he'll walk with you. He'll talk with you. He'll go through the valley experience with you. When you take on Jesus, you're not just taking on some obscure God. No, he is present and available. He is your refuge. He is your strength, a very present help whenever trouble comes. His presence comes with the gift. His everlasting presence. The Bible says that uh, any believer, if you just accept him, he says that the spirit of God, his presence comes and dwells inside the believer. So when you're walking and going through, you're not going through by yourself because you are walking with him. You take on the character and the nature of God himself. That means you got to know the power that is there. When you take on his presence, you take on his character. He is uh, Elohim. That means he's a creator. That means he can uh, make the crooked straight and the rough plain. He can open a door that has been closed. He can create anything that you need because he is Elohim. That's who you take on when you take on this gift. He is a God that is with you. Not only that, not only his presence, but you also take on his peace. The biggest thing that we struggle with right now in these times of uncertainty, in these times when we don't know really what tomorrow is going to hold, we struggle with anxiety and we worry sometimes about things that we have no control and if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then you're just counting on yourself. You're counting on someone else. You're putting your trust in things. And I'm saying today, right now, that we have put our trust in Jesus. He'll give you peace. The Bible talks about it. He said, listen, don't worry about anything, but pray for everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for what he's already done. And the Bible says he'll give you a peace. That makes no sense. He'll give you a peace. Like even in the midst of your storms, even in the midst of hard times, he'll give you the peace and the understanding of what to do next. His peace comes as a gift. It's a gift that keeps on giving. But not only that, listen, if you accept him and take on this gift, not only his presence and his peace, but his power. You take on the power of God. Understand this, that God has come. He said to us, you have available to you the authority and the ability of God. His power is present and available to all of us who believe. His power in terms of his authority, he says that he's given power to anyone who received Jesus, who believe in him. He gave the power to become the sons and the daughters of God. Right here? Right here? Somebody right here, right now, I'm saying today, don't leave here without his presence. Don't leave here without his peace. Don't leave here without his power. He's come to make himself available right here and right now. Somebody, even as you can sense the spirit of God knocking on the doorpost of your heart, of your heart this is your day. Not tomorrow, but right now. Amen? Listen, yesterday you can't get back. 
Tomorrow, we don't know what's going to happen. It's a mystery. But today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Right here? Right here? It was a night that is talked about when the shepherds were in the field. And it was a divine moment in time. It was divine in that, you know, anytime Kairos shows up, different from Kronos, it's not seconds and uh, weeks and months and years in chronology. Kairos is a specific moment. It's a holy moment. It's a divine moment in time. It's an opportune time. Do you know, can you imagine what it took for, for God to orchestrate Everything that it took for at that moment that, that Christ would be born, according to the prophets in Bethlehem, he had to work with Joseph, and he had to work with Mary, had to work with Zechariah and Elizabeth. He had to have a decree from, from uh, Caesar Augustus that there would be, everyone would have to go back to their town of lineage. And then the moment came that when they got to Bethlehem, that Mary was right there, ready to have birth. You know what it took for that divine moment to take place? It's the same moment that it took for you, no matter how you got here today, no matter how weeks ago, months ago, that God knew you would be right here, right now, for this moment, for this message, that this is Kronos, but also it's Kairos. This is a moment that is holy. And so we want to experience that holy night that Christ was born, the Kairos moment. It's time to open the gift. The gift that has been given, the best gift that could ever be given to the world. It's time to open up the gift because it's holy time. Amen? Amen. 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 Put your hands together for an almighty God. Amen? Oh, holy night, the stars are bright.
Amen. Praise God. Can we give God praise for our worship team one more time? Praise God. Oh, holy night. Holy meaning set apart. A night that has been set apart for you to experience the love of Jesus Christ, the greatest gift that the world has ever known. Not tomorrow. Not someday, not next Christmas, not when you get around to it, not when it's convenient for your schedule, but right here, right now. Yes, you're getting two preachers for the price of one tonight. You don't get that everywhere. So hold on. Merry Christmas. I had a, a young child yesterday at one of our services come up, and they ran in here in the worship center, and they saw all these gifts up here on the stage. Like, I wonder what that one is. I wonder what that one is. And then, whoa, mommy, I wonder what's inside that big one. That is huge. It is huge. And I will tell you this, of all the gifts that you've ever received in your life, of all the gifts that you will receive, of all the gifts that are up here on the stage, that gift is not just the biggest, it's the most impactful. That is the only gift that will last forever. Amen? That is the only gift that will last forever. And his name is Jesus Christ. Beyond anything else that you see and hear and experience, we want you to know this. The message of the Bible, the message of Christianity, the message of this church, the message of the gospel, the good news. Don't miss it. There is a God that loves you more than you will ever know. One of the most famous verses in all of Scripture, Martin Luther once said this, that all of Scripture up to that point points to this verse, and all of Scripture after this point Point back to this verse, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave you, that he gave you his one and only son. Think about that. God gave this gift to you. Right here, right now, tonight. He's given you this gift. This gift is free. That's the very nature of a gift. You receive it and you open it up. The Apostle Paul talks about it this way in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. He says, for it is by grace. Everybody say grace. Grace. Boy, we could use some more of that in our world today, couldn't we? It's by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's not about you. Turn to your neighbor right now with all the Christmas love in your heart and say, neighbor, it's not about you. Tell him that right now. It's not about you. It's not about you. Praise God that it's not about you. That should be a relief and a pressure off of you this Christmas. Some of you that are married are like, thank you. I've been waiting to say that to the person that's sitting next to me. It's not about you. Christmas is all about a God that has come to us. And I don't know what your church background is. If you have no church background, we love it that you're here. We're a church for people that don't like church. We're a church for people that feel far away from God. And you are here tonight. Praise God. We're so glad that you're here. We love new people at Hope Elam. That's why we exist, to make heaven more crowded. We want you to hear about this greatest news of all time. And I don't know what your background is. I don't don't know what you've been taught. 
But salvation is not something that we earn. It's a gift. You can't earn something that you already have. It's a gift. Salvation is not something that we earn by being good enough or moral enough or religious enough or nice enough. It is a free gift that has been given to you tonight. And tonight, this Christmas, you have it. We hear about it in the angel's declaration to the shepherds that night from Luke chapter 2. Let's read this nice and loud together, whether you're online or here in the room. Let's read it nice and loud. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. There's three important things in that short little passage. Everybody say, good news. Say, great joy. Say, all people. And that all people is so important. It is for all people, not just churchy people, not just religious people. Yeah, I'm not one of those. I'm just here on Christmas. I'm not, it's not me. All people, say all people, all people. That was beautifully depicted in that multilingual scripture reading that you heard earlier, reading the Christmas gospel, four or five different languages. All those people are from our church family. Praise God for that. A great reminder that Jesus came and he is the Savior. Amen? Don't miss that. For all people, when Jesus came, he is the Savior of the world. And that means that Jesus came for every tribe and every tongue and every nation and every background and every color and every race. All people. Say all people. And yes, that includes rich and poor and young and old and black and white and brown and city and suburb and Republican and Democrat and churched and unchurched. All people includes you. Amen? Right here. It's for you. Don't miss that. So it would seem that if we want this great joy, and I've never met anybody that couldn't use a little bit more joy in your life, say joy. It's funny sometimes when you have a church group of people say joy, they say, say joy, and they say joy. It's really, really serious business. Can I just say this? If you can't remember the last time that you laughed from deep in your gut in church, man, you're missing out. And I'm not talking about happiness that comes and goes and rises and falls with our circumstances. I'm talking about the joy that is deep down, that is the anchor to your soul, that no matter what this life throws at you, you can have the joy of Jesus Christ right now here tonight. Amen? That's what we're talking about. How do you get that joy? You discover the good news. And what is that good news? That today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Well, if we have a Savior, that means that we must need saving from something. It's dark, it's broken, our world is broken, we're broken. Can we just be real about that? We like to keep it real at Hope Elam, we're messed up. We need some help, and we're all in the same boat together. We're broken, and we need a Savior, and on Christmas, he came. And I'm going to tell you this, because it hasn't worked in the past, and it's not going to work in the future. We don't need another politician, we don't need another pep talk, we don't need some more positive thinking or positive vibes, because I don't even know what those are when people give you positive vibes. Our world is broken, we're broken, the world is dark and broken, we need a savior, amen? And so it is no coincidence that in the shadow of this giant gift tonight is a cross, and some people may be thinking, oh man, put the cross in front of, the, the gift in front of the cross, oh no, no, that was on purpose, we may wanted to make a giant, obnoxiously large gift tonight so you wouldn't miss it. And right behind that gift is a cross. Because that baby did not stay in the manger. If you notice, he's he gone. 
He left. He's not there. Because that baby became a man who is our Savior. And years later, he died on an old Roman cross to save you and I from the two things that we will never be able to defeat, no matter how strong or tough or wealthy or rich or popular or put together we are, no matter how indifferent you are to church. There are two things that you and I will never be able to defeat on our own, and that is our own sin and our own death. And on an old Roman cross, Jesus says, I've got your sin this Christmas. I've got your death, and I've got you. That's the message of the good news because the manger points to a cross and the cross points to an empty tomb. And he is our victory. Amen? Amen. So the only question now is, what are you going to do with the gigantic gift? You got to open it up. Well, it's already open for you. I mean, you can come up after the service and check it out. It's a pretty cool fort for kids. <laughs> what are you going to do with the gift? Are you going to let one more Christmas go by and go, cute service, good job. All right, on to the next thing. I checked the box. Or are you actually going to let Jesus change you from the inside out? This Jesus that we worship tonight is not really interested in behavior modification. He's into heart transformation. And he wants to change you from the inside out. Christianity is not going, oh, Jesus, come alongside my existing way of life and, and I'll just, you know, think on a few things that you're saying and in addition to everything that else I'm saying and I'll just kind of look at you from a distance and, and admire you as a good teacher. Jesus says, no, that was never the point. I want you to step into it. Jesus comes to you tonight and he says, follow me. Follow me. Step into it. Follow me every single day of your life, not just once a year at a church service. Step into it. Step into a whole new kind of life. And I couldn't help myself, but one of the greatest gifts that I've ever received, believe it or not, is these bad boys right here. And I know, don't be overwhelmed. Some of you are like, John, go back to the late 80s, early 90s, and that's exactly where these came from. When I was a sophomore in, year in, high, a sophomore in high school, I was playing basketball, high school basketball team, and I asked my parents for the Nike Flight 2000 I'm So Awesome shoes. I don't even know what the brand was, but, man, I wanted these bad boys so bad. And I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited. And a couple weeks before the season started, it was my birthday, and so I got an early birthday gift, and I opened it up, and it was what I had always wanted. I mean, I, I was going to be the coolest kid on that basketball team. These things are awesome, and I couldn't wait to get started. And so I, I looked at them a lot, and I put them on my shelf, and I admired them. And I even kind of cleaned them up, you know, and make them look really sparkly and, and nice. And I, I looked at them a lot. The only thing I didn't do for about two or three weeks is wear them. And then it became basketball season. I'm like, well, well I can't wear them to practice because what if, some, what if I get a scuff from the floor on them? What, what if somebody steps on my foot and they get messed up? I mean, what, what if they're not broken in enough and I get one of those calluses on my foot? I mean, what if I bring them to the locker room and I forget them or I put them in the wrong locker? Somebody swipes them or something. This is the greatest gift that I've ever received. And, and what, if, what, if, what if something happens to it? The only problem is I get 90% of the way through the season. I'm like, well, now i got to wear them. And I tried to put them on and my foot had grown two inches since the beginning of the season. So I missed it. The time was now. And I missed it. This is not the point. I tell you this to tell you this. That if you're not careful, some of us will live the Christian life like, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. I'll just wait. And you never stop. 
step into it. I'm going to come to a Christmas service. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to do the family tradition. I'm going to go through the motions. And you are never going to experience the exhilaration of actually stepping into it and playing the game, which is called being a part of a broken, imperfect local church. Amen? Amen. And notice I said broken and perfect, because if you're looking for a perfect church, you're going to want to keep right on going, because this is not it. There is none. We were perfect until you came, and then that kind of messed up. I'm just kidding. We're all broken. We're all imperfect, and that's why we need each other. This church is for you. This church is not a museum for saints. It's a hospital for sinners, for people that know they're broken and hurting. Don't miss the opportunity to step into it and live a whole new life and follow Jesus every single day. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss the opportunity tonight to experience that greatest gift. And it's so much bigger than a pair of tennis shoes. (laughs) It's way bigger than that. This is a reality that you can step into every day. This January, we're going to read through the entire Bible, as you heard earlier. We're going to pray, teach, preach through it. We're going to have Bible studies and groups for all ages, kids, teenagers, college students, young adults, everybody. There's something for everybody. A couple weeks after that, we're going to have a big Martin Luther King Jr. celebration, our annual gathering we have right here in this room. We're going to pack it out with hundreds of people from all over the city and all over the state. Why are we doing that? Because we believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that not just this church, but the church should be a leading voice in the fight for racial justice and equality in this nation. Amen? That's why we do it. I don't want you to miss that tonight. We're going to keep going after that. Super Bowl Sunday. A lot of people are like, oh, football. Super Bowl Sunday around here means soup, S-O-U-P-E-R. And we're going to have one of the biggest food drives that Iowa has ever seen the last 10 years. We're going to join together as we've done all these other years with all of our campuses. And we're going to seek to fill every shelf of every single food pantry, over 100 food pantries in central Iowa. Amen? Because that's what it means to be the church. It's not about us. It's not about us. We're not here to point you to a church. We're here to point you to Jesus Christ. You can stand at a distance and admire Jesus, or you can step into it and get into the game and experience what you were always meant to experience. It's time. This word kairos that Pastor Brian mentioned earlier, yes, the right or opportune time. Some scholars believe that that comes with it. This this immediate call or this urgent call for a response. Like, it's time. Like, it's time to play the game. Like, It's time. You're getting ready to get married and you're getting ready to walk in the back doors of a church. Your wife is expecting and she looks at you with those big eyes and says, it's time to go to the hospital. It's time. You don't wait around. Just like Christmas. And the perfect example of that is the response of the shepherds. I love the shepherds. Jesus right here, top character in the Christmas story. Right underneath Jesus for me is the shepherds. I love these guys. The angels left them and went into heaven and the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. This is my favorite line. So they hurried off. They hurried off. Have you ever seen a shepherd sprint? That has to be a sight, like in their dress, robe, gown, whatever they're wearing, right? They hurried off. They ran What are you running after these days? What are you chasing so hard? 
I got to get that next promotion, that next job, that next paycheck, that next guy or girl to, to look at me or get a, get a click on Instagram. What, what are you chasing after? And is it satisfying your soul? Something in the shepherd said, I am so tired of hearing about this Messiah. And now the angels have said that he's here. I'm not going to settle for hearing about him from somebody else. I'm going to experience him for myself. That right there is the invitation of Christmas. I heard it from my parents. I heard it from my grandparents. They used to take me to church, but I don't go to church anymore. Take a cue from the shepherds tonight. Give Jesus a second look. Give the church a second look. No, John, it's boring. I've tried church. It is boring. It is irrelevant. And if that has been your experience, I want to say I am so sorry. But I believe, we believe, that it is a shame to bore people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? This is the greatest news ever. And the shepherds discovered that night was anything but boring or irrelevant. Ask the shepherds. Ask the gentleman that was coming to, running a little bit late for one of our support groups here, for one of our AA groups. And he came running, oh, am I late? Am I late? No, I got a key. I'll let you in. And he just stopped me. He was out of breath on the way to his support group. And he said, Pastor John, I just want to thank you so much. I want you to know that in the last few months, Jesus has changed my life. He's taken that taste and that desire to get drunk out of my mouth. And I love being here. I love being a part of this church. Jesus has changed my life. <laughs> and for all the other rest of us that we're broken, we have our hurts, our habits, our hang-ups, ask the exhausted single mom that's found a place of love and support and healing and community through her small group here. Get this, get this. Ask those that come that get picked up from a variety of shelters here in town and are brought for a hot meal and worship to this church every single week and the volunteers that serve them. Ask the 41,000 people that have received a hot meal from those doors at this church in the last year. Amen. Praise God for what he's doing through this church. We are not here to point you to a church. We're here to point you to the God behind all of it. God is on the move, and you're invited to step into those sneakers, to step into a brand new way of life and experience it right here, right now. Right here, right now. I don't want you to miss it. How do you do that? How do, how do you actually open the gift? Some of you are going to say, wow, I went to this Christmas Eve service, and these two pastors are crazy, and they just preach and preach and preach. I want to be really, really practical with you. Open your mind, open your heart, and open your life. Open your mind to the fact that there might be way more to Christianity in the church that you could ever believe. Number two, open your heart because God is knocking on the door of your heart right now. And number three, open up your life. Follow Jesus every single day. Don't miss the gift. The greatest gift that I've ever received is not a pair of tennis shoes, but right towards the list is this amazing gift that has been sitting under our Christmas tree at our house for the last couple weeks. And I am pretty sure that is an open Honey Nut Cheerios box. <laughs> Which means it's from one of our kiddos, our nine-year-old and our seven-year-old. This one's from our seven-year-old girl, Everly. And uh, she did a really nice job wrapping it. Took her time. It's very fancy. And the most important thing about this gift is it's got my name on it. And it says, To Daddy... From Everly, and then in the corner, she just wanted to add a little something extra. She said, Love you, Daddy. And if it was any other year, that would be my response too. Uh, okay, recycling bin. Which recycling bin did you pull this out of? 
but it hasn't been any other year. Shared with some of you in our church family, and I'll bring the rest of you up to date. It's been a hard year for our family. We've had some medical concerns with this little girl, and uh, that makes this gift extra special. You know, parents' life goes so quick, and if you don't slow down, you're going to miss it. The most important thing, and what boggles my mind, is that the love that I have, oh man, the love that I have for that little girl pales into comparison and is a fraction of the love that your heavenly father has for you right here, right now. It's clearly not about the packaging. It's about the love inside the gift. Don't forget that on Christmas, Jesus was wrapped in strips of cloth, quite possibly burial cloths that they would take for long journeys in case, well, somebody didn't make it. Torn, dirty strips of cloth, and the Savior of the world was placed in a feeding trough for animals. It's not about the packaging on Christmas. It's about the love inside the gift. And tonight, that gift has your name on it. With more love, and a love that is stronger than any other force in the universe, the love that Jesus Christ has for you, open up your heart and let it all the way in. Experience it for yourself. Not mom or dad sitting next to you, not grandpa and grandma, you. Can you imagine what it would have been like for the shepherds to be the first ones to experience the gift that night? Put yourself in their shoes as they experience the greatest gift. Take a look. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, what we're about, what Christmas is all about. One name, Jesus. And tonight in a dark, dreary, cold world, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness will never extinguish it. The gift is for you. So at this time, we want to invite you to take the candle that you received on your way in. If you're worshiping with us online, go ahead and find your candle or flashlight, whatever you got. Light it, shine it brightly. And at this time, we'll invite the ushers to come forward and what they're going to do is they're going to light the end of each row up in the balcony, we see you down below. They're going to light the candle on the end, and then we ask that you would tilt the unlit candle and pass it down the row and share that with those next to you. As you see the room, light up with the light of Jesus Christ. The light that you're holding in your hands is a resemblance, and it represents Jesus Christ, who's the light of the world. As we continue in this worship experience, know that there's a light burning inside of you. That as we bring this light together, truly, we represent a city set up on the hill. Let your light so shine tonight, right here and right now. Whether you're here in the room or just want to say, if you're worshiping with us online right now, we can't see you, but God sees you. And your light 
shines in the darkness tonight and joins with all these other lights. As you see the room fill up, that's the way it was meant to be. This is a picture of the church, friends. This is what the church is supposed to look like, shining our lights in the darkness. And so we want you to know tonight, as we're going to sing here in a moment, this old familiar hymn, Silent Night, it is so much more than words on a screen or an old tradition at Christmas. As you feel the warmth of that candle on your face tonight, know that God is that close to you. And he can live inside of you. If you say yes to the God that said yes to you and open your heart to this gift. Shine our lights as we sing together. Join in singing Silent Night.
Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope-elam.org.